Media.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The Gamezilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock the Diamond Nine. Gamezilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, producer, the Deadite Knight. I have returned, and I do want to thank Chops for keeping my seat warm he for did me. It. Well, I kept your seat warm, he kept my seat warm. That was not the agreement! I didn't trust him on I the soundboard. I don't want you sitting here anymore. Well, I farted a lot on it. I know, I can tell. Yep. Because you burned part of the fabric of the chair off. I didn't burn part of it off. I pretty much it's gone. You're sitting on a metal plate right now. But it was a good episode. Thank you, Chops, for hanging out with me. It was like good old times when Deadite still lived far away and we didn't have to put up with his bullshit. What a time that was. <laughs> but welcome to episode two seventy three of the Games Little Podcast, brought to you by our supporters at patreon.com slash games and low media go there today and start your patronage today and hey guess what patreon uh, patronage level starting at just one dollar per month and you can start contributing and uh, accessing exclusive perks uh and and hey you can influence the show we're we're working on trying to give more power to our patrons over the GameZilla podcast, and so you'll be able to start suggesting your own topics that you'd like us to talk about, opposed to just just voting on this or that. You can make a suggestion, uh, and we'll try to bank those up and uh, try to cover what you want us to talk about here on the GameZilla podcast. Power to the patrons. And uh, don't forget, $5 a month gives you exclusive access to shows that you can't get anywhere else. They're not on iTunes. They're not at GameZillaMedia.com. They're only on our Patreon page. You know, Legend of Retro has their Game Shark specials. We have the pre-show, the GameZilla Patreon pre-show, where this week we did something we've never done on the GameZilla Patreon pre-show. I regret it already. The only game we played is with our own bodies, and it wasn't in a sexual way. No, it definitely wasn't. We have a full head-to-head battle between Burger King Tacos and Taco Bell Tacos. Yep, yep. Not gaming-related. Highly detailed experience. <laughs> You'll have fun. Trust me. Go listen to it. You'll love it. Uh, it's available at uh, patreon.com slash Media. Go there and start your patronage today. Player One Miggy already chiming in on the uh, Twitch chat here, live on twitch.tv slash GameZillaMedia every Monday night. And that is the new slogan, GameZilla Media, power to the patrons. Power to the patrons! I mean, we might as well kind of just hack and steal GameZilla's, sl- or sorry, uh, GameStop slogan, because, uh, you know. They're, they're going out of business. <laughs> they're not going to be around much longer, actually, so come on. Actually, now that you say that, I'm happy to announce that this show's now going to be called GameStop. <laughs> We've bought the name. We own the rights. Yeah. We are the Washington Redskins GameStop <laughs> podcast. Yep. This is all true. We own it all. <laughs> Thanks, GoDaddy. Anyways, let's get into the news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. What about this monster story of yours? Topic number one. Once again, 
it's gotten worse for Twitch and, and honestly for Ninja at this point. But So we all talked about this just recently. Ninja made the move to Mixer. Big announcement. Kind of caught everybody off guard. And now things have taken even a, a stranger turn as um, basically Ninja has... Uh, has accused Twitch of a few things, and there's a possible lawsuit going to be uh, forming here. A what? Ninja's thinking about suing Twitch. Um, <laughs> yes. That's right. Let's get legislative. That's not true. That's not what, What's the word? Legislative is like the, the government, like uh, Senate and Congress. What a... Logist... Nah. <laughs> I'm letting you try it. Man... Well, Lit- litigation? The litigation. Word. Yeah, but there's a word for it. Litigative? Here's the word. He about to sue somebody. Man, I really messed this up. I sound <laughs> stupid. I haven't even been drinking. <laughs> well, you did have two BK tacos. That's like 10 beers. Oh, yeah. I probably have a brain worm now. <laughs> All right. Anyways, though, on August 11th, Ninja got word that Twitch was promoting a pornography account on his dead channel page. And guess what? He got upset, naturally. Uh, and basically, the internet got involved. Litigious! So, Let's get litigious! Yeah, yeah, oh, you looked it up. Good job. Good no, job. no, wait. I misread that. Maybe that's not the uh, right word. I think that's right. I'll keep going. I'm just going to interrupt when I figure out what the word is. All right. Well, here's everything you need to know about Ninja and the Twitch drama. Okay? So, basically, uh, Ninja didn't didn't call for the cancellation of his Twitch page, but it didn't make it clear but he did make it clear to fans he was angry that the streaming platform was using his profile page to promote other channels. So that was what was going on at first is that if you went to his page, it would it would show you that the, that 404 this 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 streamer is not available. Here is the top Fortnite streamers on Twitch. And, it is litigious. Okay, good job. And so, with that being said, n- no other streamer was having this done to to their channel. But because Ninja has that following, and he had announced that he was going to exclusively stream on Mixer, Twitch kind of like repurposed his page to be this like landing page for other people to find other streamers. So that's smart. Yeah, well, it's smart it's by kind, Twitch. It's kind of smart. It's, it's kind of garbage. It's genius. But the qu- the quote from Ninja was, for those of you who don't know, if you go to twitch.tv slash ninja, they advertise other channels, Ninja said in a video that he tweeted uh, back on August 11th. They don't do this for anyone else that's offline, by the way, just me. I've been streaming for eight years to build my brand, to build that channel, he continued. They, Twitch, were still using my channel to promote other streamers. Well, now there was a porn account that was number one being recommended on my channel, <laughs> and I have, to, I have no say in any of this stuff. This is the line. This is the straw, he said. We're trying to get the whole channel taken down or at least not promote other streamers and other channels on my brand on my freaking profile. So, with that being said, uh, Keem, the the creator of Drama Alert Channel on YouTube, posted a video titled Ninja Might Sue Twitch over this, and Ninja himself retweeted Keem's link to the clip. Uh, the quote from Keem is that, uh, and I think it's Keem Stars is, full, is the full name, but uh, now, I did te- now I did text Ninja and I asked him, hey, what are you going to do about this? Are you going to have your lawyers look into it? Keem said, and his lawyers are looking into it right now, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. 
So it's ridiculous, too, because when you look at these, first of all, I don't understand how this happened, really, outside of the fact that, that Twitch is just a sore loser here. Because, like, first of all, it's blatant. It's like Fortnite, 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 and then you get to the very top and he goes, oh, it's a dude railing a chick. Like, I mean, well, legit, just plain as day. It, it's it's really easy to get Fortnite mixed up with fornication night which is a guy who's a knight who bangs people it's it's really easy to get that confused i don't think so i don't think so at all also how also i'm confused and i think it was a russian stream or something like that is what they said but it looks like a twitch stream so so how why would how are you allowing sex to be streamed on the twitch platform which i believe is against the rules and also against the rules and and not get like insta banned like you're telling me that the security on your platform is like i can get on there and and do something like this and let it get all the way to the top recommended uh piece on ninja's on, on ninja's channel before you catch it and you didn't even catch it the 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 community caught it and and got upset about it and and Ninja got upset about it, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're we're so sorry, we banned those people. Like it did to me. It just sounds like like you're a sore loser, and that's what. And again, that's what the the world thinks here. We got tweets coming in from from other streamers and and other people saying, funny how your childish attempt to get back at Ninja backfired and broke your own your own platform. Just let Ninja delete his Twitch account. You guys clearly aren't competent. And so Twitch's CEO has since, uh, I think today was when this came out, uh, apologized to Ninja. So, I'm sorry, it was, uh, it was a couple days ago. He basically, the CEO came out and an update in the situation and a personal apology to Ninja. He wrote, our community comes to Twitch looking for live content to help ensure they find great live channels. We've been experimenting with showing recommended content across Twitch including on streamers' pages that are offline. This helps all streamers as it creates new community connections. Yet again, Ninja's sitting here looking at this and saying, they've never done this on anybody except me. I've never seen it done like this, Where, as far as, like, this person's off, offline, here's 400 links to other people. Um, the CEO continued, however, the lewd content that appeared on the Ninja offline channel page grossly violates our terms of service and we've permanently suspended the account in question. We have also suspended these recommendations while we investigate how this content came to be promoted. <laughs> On a more personal note, I want to apologize directly to Ninja that this happened. It wasn't our intent, but it should not have happened. No excuses. So not only did you allow sex to be streamed on your platform, but then you let it be promoted onto ninja's page like show me the coding that actually found that stream and was like oh yeah that needs to be on top the top result well i mean pervin is always gonna be more popular than gaming like there's no way 
the pervert community will ever shrink below the video gaming community. So it just it broke through. It happens. No, I, it happens. This comes right after. Obviously, he made the he made a deal with Mixer. You know, we don't know the we don't know the details. The rumors are it could be six to eight million dollars a year that Microsoft is paying him on top of everything that he's making off of Mixer. This is f- like what five days in he had a million subscribers. Given that Microsoft right now is giving away free subscriptions to Ninja, so some of that we'll see what happens in a month or two. But I mean, the success and what he's doing and what and the and the the movement that he's causing, and the everybody that's leaving and going to Mixer now, like, is the timing is all wrong for you to have an accident like this because it doesn't look like an accident. And so even if it is 100% an accident, you look horrible right now, and you also don't have any reason, any, any answers. You're just like, oh, well, we just paused this, uh, this, this beta that we were testing, and you know, even though it was beta, we were testing it on Ninja's page, who has millions and millions of followers, and, and if, it's, if it's not fully tested and fully figured out, why would you put it on one of the, the biggest not one of, like the biggest account that you have on Twitch when there could possibly be a bug that would end up being, end up putting porn on Twitch as a top result. Like in what world does that seem like a good idea? See, the, the only issue, like, I mean. Like, the, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let me ask you this question and, and then I would love your thought. In a beta, like you play a beta of a video game. Yeah. Is the beta opened up to the entire world to play it? Like, hey, everyone can sign in. All the servers are turned on. Everything's available. Play it. Or is it usually like a closed beta that if you pre-order the game, you could you could try the beta? Or there's only so many servers and so many spots because we want to control it because we know there's problems. You you wouldn't normally it's the launch launch a beta on the on a full scale. Or in this instance, you wouldn't normally put something out that you claim is in beta on the most popular channel. You would do it on test channels or smaller channels. Um, So with that being said, my issue with this whole thing, okay, aside from the point that a pornographic stream was shared over Ninja's, uh, on Ninja's page, who Ninja tries to present himself as family friendly, which is something I respect about him. Yeah. So I can understand him being upset. This is damaging to his brand in some regards. My issue with this from Twitch's perspective is I have no issues whatsoever with Twitch going, man, our our biggest cash cow dipped on us. Let's try to capitalize on what we have left on our website and our platform to try to get some momentum to some some other streams to bring in some more money. Like, I get that. That's smart. What I don't like about this is the fact that Twitch didn't come right out and say that. Twitch didn't come out and say, hey, listen, we understand he has an exclusive streaming thing. This is something we are going to roll out to other pages, but we want to start with his and and capitalize and promote other streamers that are staying and loyal to the Twitch, the Twitch platform. If they would have come out and said that, because that is the truth, I would respect that a lot more than them going, oh, well, we're trying out this beta, and, uh, yeah, well, uh, it didn't really work. Like, I don't feel good about that. I want Twitch to be honest about what they were, what their motive was, and what happened. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Here's my, and, and the only reason I agree with that is because because Ninja came out and said I did not a- like ask to have the channel shut down. Yeah. 
So because you didn't do that, then it's it's up at that point, and and then Twitch would have some right to do some stuff with it. But it being your channel, if you requested to have it shut down, you should be able to shut it down. Like if I went to delete my account right now, they'd let me delete my account. Correct. So if you're Ninja, if 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 you're Grim. Or Ninja, it shouldn't matter. I'm sorry. It, just because he has millions of followers and you don't want to lose that channel, that's not your call. That's his brand. That's his decision. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't hold that hostage if he's requesting it. He, he is, at this point, is now requesting it, and I believe they're in a fight over it now where they're trying to say, well, no, we're not going to delete it. Be On top of that, yeah. Ninja alleges... Um, was that there were some other changes in behavior over the past two days that had that he and his team took as a part as parting shots on his way out the door that he said were not worth creating a public fuss then, but now they are and so he's been taking to the uh, you know to Twitter and stuff making these making these videos and trying to explain that he had nothing to do with this you know this is this is unfortunate that that twitch that this has been caused by twitch and then it's it's hurting it's hurting his brand but over the last couple of days there have been uh, some things that have been going on that we let slide they were kind of annoying little jabs we felt like but it didn't matter we wanted to stay professional and then this happened yeah. Again, it doesn't seem like an accident. Like that like when when more and more of these details start coming out, like why would like first of all, why would Ninja lie? You know, like I mean he's Oh, there's no way he is. Yeah. It doesn't and make so, any sense. Right. And so you're just sitting here like, God, is really the people behind, you know, running Twitch right now, are they that like upset? I mean, yes, I get it. He's a big he's a big star. He's the streamer right now. He might not be the best gamer in the world and you you know, but he is a entertainer he is he is the face of streaming and actually this was it he is the tony hawk. this was the this was the comment i was talking about earlier mm -hmm. ninja is the tony hawk of streaming he is the he is that he's that kind of that streamer that made it cool that made everybody look at and go i want to try that yeah he, and he brought people to the platform just like tony hawk brought people to skateboarding and so like that was the comment i was making to chops last week and he disagreed with it and but but in the end, like so, when when Ninja leaves, you worry about like the impact he's going to make somewhere else. But that's not your. You don't control him. You don't. You don't own Tyler. You don't own his brand. You're just a platform that he uses. And I think this is that thing that we've talked about as far as like how does Twitch sustain itself? We, we talked about this in the past. Like how does a platform that relies solely on just the content survive when something like this happens because we haven't necessarily seen anything like this of a of an entertainer shift exclusively to another platform like this we've seen like you know pewdiepie on youtube have some major issues and and drop up and down but he's still there and he's maybe dabbled in other platforms but he's still on you know he's still part of youtube this is a this is the biggest move we've ever seen within this this uh, you know industry. So I don't know. To me, I look at this. I, I I continue to read these details, and I go, this is super shitty, and just it seems really bad on Twitch's part. But at the same time, now that Ninja is requesting this this page to go down, it should be deleted, terminated completely. And the fourteen point five million followers, like, I'm sorry, like you're not gonna have this little this little gym to hold on to that you're just gonna push people around and spam garbage around on it. If if Twitch was smart, 
Again, again, I, I really do believe Twitch is handling this poorly and they are being petty and they aren't being honest about the situation. But I, I again, I understand their, their motives and what they're trying to do. And I don't disagree with it from from their standpoint, from a business standpoint. What they should do is they should disable Ninja's account. They should. If he's requesting, that should be disabled. But if but Twitch has every right to. Cause when you search Ninja on Twitch, it go to a recommended channels page. They have every right to do things like that within their platform. But any tie to Ninja the person, any ties to his brand, should should be disabled and it should should no longer exist. If someone searches the word Ninja and you want to build in some some you know yeah. logic where it, it pulls it populates Fortnite streams, that's one thing. It shouldn't go to Ninja, you know, uh, Twitch.tv slash Ninja and be his page where it's it's just a bunch of links. But like, they own the URL. It's their URL. They own the URL, but unfortunately, they don't own Ninja. Ninja actually owns the rights to to his name. So twitch.tv slash, slash ninja, yeah. that ninja piece, technically they don't own. Like they, they, they don't have that URL, but they can't advertise it as a, as a landing page if, if there's any branding at all around ninja. And again, the pictures show that it's like a 404 error, so maybe it doesn't. Yeah. I, I haven't actually gone to the page. I do know the update is saying that the um, uh, late this afternoon... Ninja's old URL has reverted to his account page, so it doesn't do this anymore, which we, which the CEO said they reverted it back because, I mean, again, if this really truly was a beta test, why are you testing it on, like, your biggest account that you own? Yeah. If they do own it, like, if you're saying they own this URL, I don't think you should be beta testing on twitch.tv slash ninja. You know, go do it. Go do it on smaller stuff. Realize you have a porn issue. Fix it. Then go put it on your bigger stuff. But anyways... Timing's really bad. It looks horrible on their part. As far as what they're going to do with it, I mean, if you want to burn a bridge of one of the most successful people that 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 basically launched your platform to a to a to a level that it had never been before, seems like a really bad decision in my part. Especially like when his contract's up, what's he going to do next? He's never going to come back to you. That's what. Like, do you really want to burn? a bridge permanently mm -hmm. so that you can advertise Fortnite streams when plenty of people are going to still use your platform and plenty of people know who Dr. Disrespect is, Shroud is. They all know him. So, like, your little your little game here really doesn't do a whole lot. I'm sorry. No, no, absolutely not. And, again, I, I think Twitch is handling this poorly. And, you know, I, th I think it's just going to look better for the Microsoft team, for the Mixer team, and for Ninja. <sighs> Yeah, no, I agree. I think the, the that that is that actually is the best way to end this is that it the only people that benefit from this is Ninja. Ninja's fan base grows stronger. Maybe even some people that weren't going to follow him over to Mixer have now followed him over to Mixer and and in the end it makes Mixer look so much better. And Mixer even kind of came out and like jabbed their own little dagger in a little bit and was like this is the problem that Twitch has had in the past because they're they're they don't have clear-cut rules set in place. Everything's kind of like a gray area and we've we've documented this about every time they've tried to change yes. the rules. They and and Mixer when they launched, they have like it's just it's literally black and white like it is strict and and you know the policy based on the settings that you pick based on the clothing that you wear based on like it's laid out and you know for a while it worked against them because it was too strict and people were like oh well I, you know that's 
I don't want to stream here, but now people are looking at it like, well, it's clear as day and it makes sense. We're going to, you know, and, and Ninja Ninja's over there and, you know, he's getting picked on now by Twitch. That's not cool, Twitch. The other problem with Twitch is that you're Amazon. Okay, so when the big, when the big, you know, Goliath starts poking people and picking on people, you look like a bad guy big time. It's the little, you know, and then the, and then the smaller companies like Mixer, you know, or, or even Discord that's going to be getting into the streaming world here soon, you know, they pick, they gain all that advantage. So I'm not saying Mixer is going to just leapfrog Twitch and become the biggest platform in the world, but like this, you never look good when you're a company like Amazon, a company like Walmart, a company like that, that, that wants to go and try to be a bully. You, you instantly just... People hate you for it. You lose fan base. You lose customers for life because of it. See the the thing the thing about all this that I think this I'm just gonna this will be my last comment on the subject. And, you know, you can follow up with anything that you have. It, it it does show the pettiness of Twitch in this regard because there's nothing that ever stopped them from offering Ninja True. a giant contract to make him make sure he's exclusive and make sure he's there. There's nothing stopping Twitch. From going to those other really big streamers and being like, hey, guys, uh, we would like to offer you a contract to be exclusive to stay here. These are the benefits we want to give you after seeing uh, after seeing Mixer make that move. So I think I think that's how it looks. They look like sore losers. Yeah. And this like you look at the comparison of Steam and Epic Game Store. And how we've been talking about how Epic Game Store has been sniping all these games, but we just haven't heard Steam making these offers to try to buy you know gain exclusivity to these games and so it's that same thing that we're watching a world of streamers that was like i mean god a year ago this was a different world yeah it was it was it was an infant uh, it was just it was a baby and so now we're watching this growth and we're watching esports explode and we're watching these 16 year olds win millions of dollars playing video games and then get swatted and, and then get swatted yeah unbelievable but we're watching all of this happen. What do you think is next? People, companies are going to figure out how to turn this into a business more and more and more. Well, what happens with athletes? They get signed contracts. What what were streamers doing? They weren't. They were just getting. They were picking a platform that they could that they could promote themselves on, and they were taking a cut of a subscription and and then donations and whatever else, right? Like. But he was already he already had a deal with Red Bull. He already had a deal. These streamers already have sponsorships. What do you think was next? That's right, a contract. Hey, come on over to Mixer, six to eight million dollars a year for three years, you know, exclusive, and then you you take a 80-20 cut on all of your proceeds that you that you earn throughout that three years too. I mean, why wouldn't you? It's guaranteed money. Twitch wasn't giving you any guaranteed money. You could literally stream tomorrow and everyone say Twitch uh, Ninja's not cool anymore and bail and you'd be you wouldn't be making any money. There's nothing guaranteed. So like at that point, it just seems like, yeah, you got beat to the punch by the little guy. And now the little guy that's not that little because it's Microsoft. <laughs> it's Microsoft, but I but Mixer themselves is the underdog. I think yeah, underdog the is underdog. correct. That's fair. The underdog in Mixer, and now and then you're acting like just a pathetic child at this point. Like, and it's, I don't want to sit there and say Twitch, Twitch, Twitch. But the people that are running Twitch right now, whoever whoever's running Twitch, like the the higher ups of Amazon or what Amazon executives should consider some changes because this 
really tarnish the look of your of your product. And I don't think you should. Some of these people don't deserve a second chance after allowing something like this to happen. All right, that's my that's my rant on that. We're gonna we're gonna move on from that one. But uh, I'm happy. Oh, you ready for our next rant? Yeah, exactly. I'm happy. To, I'm happy for Ninja's success on Mixer. I, you know, I was it was very weird at first the the decisions, but now more and more seems to be making sense. And um, you know, I'm happy to see it working out for him. And Twitch just chill out. My goodness. Topic number two. This is not much better of a, of a moment, but we're going to talk about the fallout that has happened since the whole um, video games cause gun violence once again. So obviously we are we are aware of the shootings that happened uh, recently in Texas and Ohio. Um, you know, so super sad and and just again question marks all over the place as to what's going on in our nation with this stuff. But everybody wanted to point fingers. And of course, one of the main topics once again was violent video games. Violent video games have caused this. We need to do something about it. And because of all of this, just news coverage and media coverage, a couple companies did react. And I wanted to talk about it today. And we're going to start with Walmart. So Walmart came out and basically reported that it's going to uh, remove all ads, actual video games uh, being played at the demo kiosks. Everything that had to do with, with with guns was being removed from their stores. Even down to the point, I think you said that like in the sporting goods section by the hunting rifles, they were removing like some advertisements. They were they were removing advertisements that uh show guns so there's like a video of a guy like out hunting yeah that would be removed but interestingly enough they didn't stop selling guns or ammo no their carousel of rifles that <laughs> spins around was still lit up and spinning yeah. but pictures of guns absolutely not yeah and it even gone on to where ign had reported that walmart was pulling violent video games from the shelves and that they were going to stop the sales um, but Walmart has come out and, and said that, that that was not the case, that they were that they were going to remove all the advertisements. They were going to shut down the kiosks with any any system that was ch- that had violent video games on it. Those games in the kiosk never work anyway, so that's right. kind of a dumb <laughs> dumb thing for them to waste their time doing. Right. But uh, it was the it, last time you walked into a store and an Xbox worked. Yeah, true. Two thousand and five. <laughs> You're probably then right. Then it red-ringed within three weeks of being <laughs> on the shelf, and then you never played Xbox in a store again. That's right. Uh, the quote goes on from, from Walmart to say, we've taken this action out of respect for the incidents of the past week, and it does not reflect a long-term change in our video game assortment. A company spokesperson told The the Verge, we are focused on assisting our associates with their families as well as supporting the community as we continue a thoughtful and thorough review of our policies. Um, the spokesman reiterated that he does not pertain to removing video games from shelves. Games uh, that include the M-rated titles featuring firearms are still available. The Verge was able to confirm that one store located uh, in Vermont was still selling games like Call of Duty, Red Dead Redemption 2, and others featuring violence and firearms. So the whole, like, we're, they're not going to sell games. Uh, I don't know where I, IGN got a little, little slap happy with that one and got that article up too quick. But we're still going to talk about the fact that they removed um, the imagery from Walmart locations and, um, and basically... Uh, 
this all came after the um, blame was pointed to such violence on video games and other media by our president, uh, saying in a press conference earlier in the week, we must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. So part of me, like, people are reacting, like, not people, these companies are reacting so quickly to pulling some of these games, and I'm just sitting here, I'm like, first of all, some, some of the games, or some of the stuff that you're pulling, like the Call of Duty and stuff like that, 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 like, it's a military warfare game. It's not, like, it'd be different if you were pulling, like, imagery of, like, and not that this exists in a in a in a physical form that you can go by, but like a school shooting game. Now, now wasn't there, if they, you know, if, if you remember correctly, in a Call of Duty game like six or seven years yes, ago, I know the, one of these scenes you play Air- as the terrorist and you shoot up an airport, right? Yes. And I mean, you don't play as a terrorist; you play an undercover person that has to that goes along with the event or something. Yeah, like that. and and to me that I mean. I'm very pro being people being able to tell the stories they want to tell. I mean, I, I'll admit that that might be a little bit far, but yeah. again, they took a risk. They were trying to tell the story that they wanted to tell, but that's not normal place in the world of video games. When you're playing a war simulator, it's how it's good guys versus bad guys, you know, and it's it's how, the same as if you were to watch a war movie, you know. Yeah, and I don't know, like, to me, part of me, as, as an artist, I, I don't like being restricted. And we've talked about the, the, the recent movie that was about to, about to come out, The Hunt. Like, yeah. as the director, as an actor that actually made that movie, as all these people that put time into that, how do you feel that, that that's just being, just, it's literally being canceled by Universal, you know? And, and I'm sorry, but I feel like a lot of these companies, and, and this might come off, like, cold, Walmart doesn't care. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't feel that Walmart cares. Yeah. When you, like, go, like, they're sitting here talking about Walmart is this, you know, we're, we're this, we have so many different types of families within our Walmart family, and we just, you know, we, we really care about our community and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, go read Glassdoor about Walmart and ask, and, and ask people what they really think of Walmart. Ask the people that are being, you know, that, that were being told to jump on welfare while they worked at Walmart to get food stamps. Like, you don't, like... I'm sorry that you want to look good. And this comes, this here it comes again as being this giant company and trying to make the right decision. But sometimes you come off too fake, and like in this in this moment, everyone's reacting, and and for good reason. This is a this is I'm, I want people to react because because we have become so desensitized for these situations in the in the recent years of how many we how many shootings and and violent actions have been you know have happened on our soil but things like this especially when you're like this doesn't permanently change anything we'll have our like basically saying oh that signage will come back eventually probably we're just you know pulling off right now to respect people it's like okay so that that almost feels like a pity move at my point then like if you really want to change and you really believe that video games are the problem and violent video games are the problem, then remove them and actually be the first person to do something like that. Like, if you, Walmart, of all people, if Walmart was like, we're not selling Call of Duty anymore, that's a big deal. I might look at it as a stupid idea, but it's still a big move. It's actually taking a stand. It's taking a stand, If people who work at Walmart actually believe that violent video games are breeding a culture of actual violence, then 
they need to put their money where their mouth is and take a stand and actually stop selling the video games. Not be like, oh, we'll take down the posters, but hey, why the game? You know, like, that's ridiculous. It's, it's like, you know, not to weave too far off our path here, but there was a recent documentary that I haven't watched yet about uh, m- revealing more things about Michael Jackson. And it's like you're hanging out with someone that's like, man, it's crazy how, how Michael Jackson mo- probably molested all those kids. Hey, Alexa, play Thriller. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. Like, if you're really repulsed at this person molesting right. children, maybe you shouldn't listen to their music anymore. If you actually think that violent video games are causing real violence in the real world, Maybe you should take a stand as a business and stop selling them. I don't believe that. I think that's ludicrous, but it's these it's executives talking out their ass trying to uh, seem woke and trying to seem like they're they're gonna make a difference, but they're actually just scapegoating and not taking action. They're hollow words and that's those are people you can't trust. That's a corporation you can't trust. Yeah, exactly. So um, I just found this, so I wanted to add this to it. But uh, the uh, Twitter account Jake Baldino, Baldino maybe, um, had a tweet on here that basically said, and it's a picture of Walmart. It says, mine is not even selling the games anymore temporarily. And it's a picture of the 3DS, the Xbox aisle. And literally between these two giant cases, I count eight games. And the rest are literally empty. So they, so th- this particular store did pull everything that they found to have any type of violence resol- revolved around it. So, like, I mean, th- this is it's this is the the simple case, like once again, of overreacting. In my opinion, is that who contacted Walmart and was offended that Call of Duty was for sale or that Red Dead Redemption Two was for sale? Like, did you really think people like? And I'm not going to say no one did because there are people out there that definitely have strong feelings on things. But I have a hard time believing that Walmart had just a mass amount of people going, you know, oh, my God, you should pull all your violent video games or I'm not shopping there anymore. And again, that's not what they're saying. They're saying they're doing it to be respectful. But like, who asked you to do that? Because you got I mean, that tweet right there is from somebody that actually went to buy a game from you, couldn't buy it and was upset that they couldn't buy it. So now you've actually just upset a customer from trying to be respectful. Like it, it like, and again, this is that whole point of like, there's no proof that video games relate, cause, cause gun violence or violence. We've had test after test after test over these last several years that show no connection. So just because some of our, you know, loud mouths take, take stands and scream about it, doesn't mean it's right. And so here we are, companies like Walmart reacting to someone shouting shouting on a podium and 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 just listening and, and blindly going, oh God, we gotta react. And that's what I hate to hear. And so shifting, because I don't think we need to we need to point at Walmart anymore, shifting to our next company that that did the same like just knee-jerk reaction was ESPN. ESPN, which is uh, ABC. Uh, it's Disney. ABC, yeah. uh, ESPN is directly owned by yeah. Disney. Disney, yeah. So they had scheduled for last weekend an Apex Legends tournament that was held at the X Games. Which is cool. It was going to be really cool. They yanked it from their, from their broadcast. It still took place at the X Games. 
and supposedly you'll still be able to watch it like after the fact but but um or you could have watched it possibly on their live like YouTube channel but they were going to broadcast it on TV mm-hmm. and they canceled it because there's guns in it and i'm sitting back and i'm like apex legends is like a sci-fi shooter like it's not even like i don't even think of apex legends as like a brutal game that's because you're desensitized. No, I, it's just not. It's not like Doom. It's not. It's not like even Call of Duty. Like Call it's of Duty. It's not like uh, Titanfall. The kills in Titanfall are brutal, man. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Like you shoot people in like the head and stuff. Yeah, like oh. I think I think Titanfall two is the the death to me feel f- far more realistic yeah. than in like an Apex Legend. Well, because Apex it's close. It's closer to how Call of Duty deaths go. Yeah. It, well, Call of Duty you blow up. You yeah. literally explode half the time. Yeah. You just got chunks of people flying everywhere. Yeah. But this is, but like, to me, Apex Legends is like close to Overwatch yeah. as far as like, it's a shooter. Sure. There are guns in it. Sure. But I'm also like flying through the air. Uh, there's also dragons flying around. There's giant, like, giant four legged creatures in the water. I mean, it's it's fake. It'd be it's like fake is fake. It'd be like sci-fi pulled Starship Troopers this weekend. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's not that. That's not that extreme of a comparison. Right. So I don't know. To me, like these are just such crazy quick reactions with with no feedback, and 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 if there is feedback, they're not sharing it to support their move, and that's mm-hmm. another problem I have. If you have feedback, if you have thousands of phone calls coming in demanding this stuff, share it. Mm-hmm. Give us that data to prove why you made this knee-jerk reaction to something that, like, I wanted to watch. Like, I was down to watch. I, I, I watched League of Legends playoffs this weekend. The goal, the, the concept is you, you, you end up, you know, killing each other, but you're creatures. You know, you're you're not, and there's and some some of them have guns. Some of them have claws. Some of them have swords. What does it mean? It's still, it's just, it's a video game. I just don't. God, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy that that they're scapegoating this industry once again, and people are listening. And unfortunately, people like the heads of Walmart and the head head people of ESPN making these decisions. That I'm just like, really? And 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 like, how does that affect Apex Legends from this being a major event for them? Yeah. That now they lost that that amount of exposure. What does it do to the game? I mean, it's not going to kill it or anything, but still, it's just like it's super unfortunate. I would have to assume again, not that I agree with the people at ESPN. I have to imagine there was there was someone who who thought about it and was uncomfortable about doing it and realizing that realistically, they probably had more to lose than to game than to gain by broadcasting the Apex Legends tournament. If some, for some reason people want to have a hair up their butt on the other side of things and complain about it, I'm sure some someone was try, was playing it too safe and just saying, "Listen, uh, you know, this is a big controversy right now. We, we broadcasting this video game, it, we wouldn't gain as much as we could potentially lose from people being outraged. They 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 bowed to people being outraged, which is not unlike Disney." True. No, that's true. I mean, ESPN in general has that issue as a brand. Yeah. They have that issue as commentators with their takes, with their presentations. Absolutely. ESPN is too soft. Yeah. So it's not surprising that someone at ESPN is like, yeah, it's not worth doing. No, that's a good point. You're you're right with with that whole that whole statement. So 
I don't know. I'm 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 getting this is just getting so repetitive and, and old, but what I don't like seeing this time around is that we're actually seeing actions being taken. Stupid with, actions. With no with really no evidence. And that's that's the scary part, is that I do not like seeing big decisions or, or mass groups of people, you know, going with going with the the, the flow without without knowledge. That's scary. That that is that's the opposite of what you want to see. You want proof. You want evidence. You want you want the data because that way you can make an educated decision. And and some of these decisions are just they're just knee jerk reactions. And right now they're about a video game, so it's not it's not a major issue. But but like this is the type of stuff that you know knee jerk reaction leads to a decision that could cause war. That could cause like you know like it, it, it's gonna it escalate. So we don't want. Sheep. I'm sorry. Like I, I'm not calling anyone in particular a sheep, unless you're part of Walmart or ESPN right now. But but, I mean, we don't want this group of sheep to just go listen to somebody yell about you know gun gun violence and it's because of video games and they go yeah, just because someone said it. Like that's scary. That's scary shit that we don't want to deal with. And and that's what I watched happen this this past weekend with some of these decisions. And I'm like, oh man, this is. It's out of control. We have people literally making decisions with with what data, with what information, because it's it's not public. It's not there. No one's seen it. Everything that I can find points to the fact that this isn't. There's no connection at all. And here we are. So I don't know. When are you looking up? So uh, I was just looking ahead to our next thing gotcha. we're going to talk okay. about because um, I I think we got yeah, that. I think we're pretty good. So. All right, well, uh, that was that was our second topic. If you want to chime in on on thoughts of that, or even like what's going on with Ninja, uh, or what we have coming up next, join the Discord. Go to gameslowmedia.com, right on the homepage. Click the Discord button. Join for free. Talk to gamers from around the world every day. Hop in there and let's have a night. Let's continue the chat about this. Um, you know, maybe there's someone out there that wants to have a debate with me as to why they think this is a good idea. I mean, I would love to if someone actually has data to share. I'd like to see it because I really hate when decisions are made and I can't find any reason as to why they were made other than the fact that it was just just because. And so uh, we'll go. We'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll move on to topic number three, and that's Rocket League making some news here. because, And we kind of called this that was going to happen. Rocket League is ditching loot boxes. Thank God. Thank God. Man, I, huh. I we both have like fifty <laughs> yeah. unopened crates because it's a dollar each to open crates, and you need keys to open crates. Yeah, it, it's a dollar a key. You need a key to open a crate, and maybe one, two, one or two times I've ever gotten anything good it's in just, a crate. Yeah. It's, it's always decals for cars I don't own, right. or like. A streamer that goes off the back of your wheels when you're doing turbo. Like, I always get garbage in these crates. They're not worth a dollar. No, they're not. And so Rocket League will remove its paid randomized loot crates in favor of a system that will tell players what they're, what they're purchasing before they buy. So um, developer Psionic announced the news today and described it as a similar change to... Uh, that made epics that they made in epics Fortnite, and this is right when so epic acquired psionic and we said well yeah like five months ago four yeah. five months ago yeah. so we, and, and our comment was what can epic bring to the table to help to help rocket league to help it you know refresh it and maybe bring a little bit more life back to the game not that it was like dying but like 
you, th- these are the creators of Fortnite, the most successful game in the world. So can they can they bring Rocket League's success to a whole nother level? And we talked about one thing being is the is the reward system just being so shitty in Rocket League, and so. Um, and, and they've made it better with like Rocket Pass where you can actually earn stuff and have fun with it. And I've enjoyed that part of it, but the crate system was still just archaic and just, I hated it. So the fact that they're making this move is, is, I'm a huge fan of. There's two cars. The last like two new cars they've rolled out in crates. I've really wanted. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not dumping, I'm not dumping 20 bucks in keys to maybe get the car. Right. And then you don't get it. Like I like if the car was just but you get five dollars for it. Yeah, I have the decal. Yeah, if the car was just five dollars, I just buy the car. Yeah. So the quote goes on to say, "We are dedicated to creating the best possible experience for all our players all over the world." Information on when the change will take place is still to come. Players will still be able to buy Rocket Pass Premium DLC cars and eShop items directly when the new system kicks into effect, which is fine because those are all things that you buy and you know exactly what you're getting when you pay for them. Um, so they're just, they're following that style. Um, like we said, Epic acquired Psionic back in May, um, and it dropped blind draw loot boxes for Fortnite in January of this year. So those went away. The company has since been sued by the parent of an underage Californian player who claims the practice was predatory. Despite the ongoing popularity of loot boxes within games, the practice has received pushback from players and and officials alike. Lawmakers uh, are working to pass legislation that would ban loot boxes sales for kids under the age of 18. The problem extends beyond the U.S. Uh, Nintendo, back in May, Nintendo also announced that it would pull two games in Belgium over the country's laws that define loot boxes as gambling. So outside the U.S., there are other countries now that have already passed laws that will not allow them, and it's caused companies and as big as Nintendo to make to make changes. And Nintendo came out, was it this week, and said all games with loot box mechanics now need to show the, re- show, show the actual odds of, of yeah. getting the item, which is wonderful. That's yeah. That's how it should be. So this is a really good move. I like it. I will spend more money in Rocket League this way. For sure. I um, for sure will, yeah, too. So I think it's a good move for them. They, I think they will generate more money this way. Uh, the, the thing that – or my one question I have that I don't think they have defined, and maybe you know, but I, I haven't been able to find it, what is going to happen to all the loot boxes that we have? Uh, in in one of the one of Psionic statements, they they came out and said that any remaining cult, uh, loot loot crates, there will be some sort of comparable compensation. So I don't know if for every crate you have, you're gonna get a random drop. I don't know if for every crate you're going to get just something out of that crate for free. I don't know if that crate is now going to turn into some new currency that they roll. Right. I I don't know. Uh, if I had to guess, it would be for a limited time, there will be a legacy store that had things available from the crates you had, and you'll be given an allotment of points to buy it. That's my hunch, um, but they, they said they're they're working out the details, and they will inform fans of the game when they know more. Yeah, I just, I mean, we I know we're sitting on them, and we say that we'll never open them, but we have earned them, so I would hate to just see, like, I can't imagine they would just delete them and like not give us something, but I also don't want to be like, I had 50 crates. Cool. Here's the car. You know, I'll be like, uh, what? I should have like 50 items. Maybe one of them being a car. Like, just give me, give me like, let me, honestly, just let me open them all for free. 
like take the key take the key mechanic out of it and just let me pop all the boxes open. I let would, them spin the way they're going to spin and just end it. I don't I don't think they'll do that because that will re- unless they're going to refund some player credits. Um, just because that, that just rewards people for never opening them. That just rewards people for not spending the money earlier. What That's I could, true. Another thing I could see them doing is, hey, for every 10 crates you have, you get an item. Or maybe like you get to pick an item from within those crates or something like that. Well, which would be cool because, yeah. hey, if I could cash in 10 crates for a car, 10 crates for a goal explosion, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like something like that would be cool. Um, but I, I imagine that we could know more as early as the end of this month. Uh, do you mind if I go a little bit more into yeah. the roadmap? We have a roadmap from Rocket League. I won't spend too much time on it, and you know, in case people who are listening hate Rocket League because I don't know why you would. It's the greatest game ever made. But it's a great game. Uh, Rocket League has come out. They've extended Rocket Pass Three. Rocket Pass Three, which is the Rocket Pass we're currently in, was supposed to end like next week. It was supposed to end last week or something. They've they've decided, you know, fans complain that there was too big of a gap between Rocket Pass 2 and 3, and they, hey, we're going to extend the Rocket Pass all the way out until uh, August 27th when the new Rocket Pass starts on August 28th. So we still have more time to earn more uh, painted items from our Rocket Pass 3. There aren't any more challenges coming over the next month. Okay. But the Rocket Pass is still open. You can still get Rocket Pass drops if you paid for the premium rocket pass. I think that's cool because that just gives us more time to get more drops from playing Rocket League. Now, uh, they did come out and they they gave a, an update to a few things. Uh, the Halloween event will be coming back in the fall. You know, We're currently in the Radical Summer uh, 80s event, which has been super fun. There will be another Halloween event this fall. And Rocket Pass 4 will come with a little bit of a change to the way the challenges work. And I love this. So with Rocket League currently, if you buy the premium Rocket Pass, you get six challenges you can achieve every week. Right. When the week rolled over on Wednesday, the old challenge is locked. You couldn't go back and finish them out. They changed this. It's not the same for the new Rocket for the new Rocket Pass. You're going to be able to complete all your old challenges. They don't lock when the new week rolls over, this, and that's awesome. This me. comes straight from Fortnite. Yeah. This is that's how for, that's how Fortnite ended up adjusting theirs too. Yeah. Is that that you can jump back uh, into different weeks and still aim at stuff. So. That's that's a really good decision because yeah you you know some of those that, that were rather difficult to earn we'd be 60, 70, 80 percent complete and then we just wouldn't be able to finish it off and we'd lose out on you know we put all that effort in for it and then you lose out on you it. could grind two hours on on one of those and then yeah. be just a win short when the time rolled over it's one o'clock on Wednesday and that that locks now yep. so um, all, all good things coming from Rocket League it's a game that both of us. Love a lot. We're both really big fans of Rocket League. I I, I think it's the b- the best thing going when it comes to watching esports. I love I love the game. Yeah, it's great. It's a super fun game to watch. Super fun game to play. It's accessible to people, and I think this is going to continue growth. I I really want to see the game go free to play though. I think that's going to open yep. it. I, I don't mind that I've paid multiple times for the game. I will. I want. Every kid in the world to be able to play Rocket League. Well, you think so. about this move that they're making here by allowing you to just, you know, buy the items that you see. Like, I want this car. I want this skin. I want this goal explosion. That is the the predecessing, like, move to going free-to-play. Yeah. Is that, is that once you have this set up, then that's your revenue stream. Drop the game down to free and you know, and if you want, then you have that battle pass. So, so there's a premium battle pass, and then and then all of your items. You've now become League of Legends. You've now become Fortnite. You've now become these games that that is their business model, and they've survived 
you know, some of these games have survived for years and years and years and, and, and growth year after year by doing stuff like that. And then you can build in things like, like I love League of Legends this year because it's the first year I could buy what's called a team pass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I could buy a battle pass. I could buy all sorts of things, but I could also buy a team pass. What a team pass is I get to pick my favorite esports team that plays League of Legends. Rocket League has a league, so I could buy a team pass, select C9, get some custom, and then basically get a custom secondary um, rocket pass that as I do, as I achieve certain things, I gain esports-themed items. So, like, um, an example how League does is that I have to play matches, but I also have to watch matches, mm-hmm. and it tracks all of that through through the account. So when I wa- which Rocket League already has some stuff like that. Yeah, if you link your Twitch account with your Rocket League account, I've for some reason never actually got the drops, but you're supposed to be able to get drops for watching the championship. Yeah. So in League, I've gotten like cool emotes where I can pop up like C9 logos. I have icons that are C9. My wards that I drop down uh, in the game are like are like fan foam fingers, but it's C9. Mm-hmm. Like. All that I earned by watching my team play and by playing the game. And so, like, that was super cool, and it wasn't very expensive, and it it makes me a fan. It makes me a bigger fan following my team and understanding the game more, uh, you know, understanding the C9 uh, team more. And, like, so, again, building your professional side of Rocket League out more and making it... Like, because you and I have watched the professional Rocket League s- sport, it is amazing I to watch. It. It's Absolutely so it. so cool to watch. But so many people have like have never given it a chance. It doesn't it doesn't have that that main you know mainstream look like Fortnite does or whatever. And something like by adding these types of features that could bring it out to to more people for sure. So, and, and then of course we've also talked about. Now that you're getting in position like this, we're, these are some of the first announcements we've seen since the um, since they purchased Psionic. Epic Games purchased them. Um, so now that we're seeing these first moves, there's also that cross-platform like sharing. Like, could you bring in some Fortnite-themed items into Rocket League? You know, could the next drivable cart in Fortnite? be some sort of Rocket League car or something yeah. like that, you know? Um, that's that's next thing that, that would be interesting to see them. Like, could you run into the middle of a city, all of you hop in cars, and play a game of Rocket League in the middle of Fortnite? Yeah. Yeah. That, just, just some interesting ideas that could be had. But, yeah, this is great news. I'm very excited for, for whenever they do officially make it, uh, make it take place. But, um, yeah. Good, good, good job, Psionic. Good job, Epic. I think people are learning that the the, the loot box era is closing. Thank God, I hate loot I know. boxes. I never buy them. They're trash. I, I've I've opened up a few Rocket League crates one time. I've never once spent a cent on Overwatch crates. Yeah. I don't play a lot of games with crates, but yeah. no, never once. You know, it's it's, you know, all my Rocket League stuff have been like the decipher keys, yeah, not the real keys, right? That I, it's the keys you can earn. Mm. Um, yes. not the ones you buy because I'm like, ah, yeah. So, and, and but the, but the rate that you earn them was pathetic. So it's like, oh, I got 50 crates and five decryptors. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was bad. So I'm glad it's gone. All right. That was our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Visit gameslowmedia.com. We have the blog, we have the YouTube channels, we have all sorts of content. Man, did you, you talk about that hot new blog last week? The hot new blog. Our new music blog by our man, The Sphinx. That's right. Man, he just he did one on the doors, he which uh, 
if you've never listened to The Doors, you've done your ears a great disservice. So go to GameZillaMedia.com and read what uh, Sphinx, who is a very knowledgeable fan of music, has to say about the album. Music, TV, movies, The Simpsons. There's all sorts of content that is happening every week. GameZillaMedia.com. You know, if, if podcast isn't enough for you, that's where you're going to get all the extra, extra content. And, of course, we've talked about it already. Patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia is where you're going to get exclusive, behind-the-scenes, just extra content that we like to share to our only to our patrons so make sure to stop by there and uh, check it out all right let's move into the zilla update yeah. <sighs> well that i i've been playing a lot of don't league, say it, don't a say lot, oh, a lot no. a lot a lot of league of legends no, no, yeah no. yeah and, uh, you know, I'm not going to waste too much time on League. I'm playing better than I've ever played. I really feel like the game, I'm finally clicking with the game. And the thing about the people, and I'm sure a lot of people have tried a MOBA, they understand it is a different, it's a different beast. And and getting in there and thinking, like, I'm going to play it like Destiny, I'm going to play it like Call of Duty, like, I have skills in video games. M- MOBAs can chew you up and spit you out so quick because it is such a different mindset. Well... Yeah, you got to be like a robot to play it. Yeah, right. Okay, but it's kind of a regular brain play a MOBA. It's clicking with me, and I'm having a lot of fun because I'm I'm doing a duo ranked like run through with with uh, Owl Owl Zero, and so you know we did our we did our prelims, and I started in Iron like which is this is the first season where Iron exists. It's below Bronze, and so I was really bummed. I was kind of defeated that I got ranked so low. And I've climbed my way, officially getting through my first promotion-like series, and I've climbed out of iron and I'm into bronze. And it felt really good. You know, I mean, we're st- I'm still down there. I still would like to move into silver and, and potentially reach gold. Um, and anything above that would be unbelievable. But it, it's been a lot of fun. And the fact that I got bronze was, was a good moment. But what really has been eating a ton of my time has been this this replay of Axiom Verge. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's my fault. That's yeah. my fault. It's 100% your fault, and I'm in this now. The one thing I realized about Axiom Verge, I, I talk about it all the time. I, I, I tell people it's a, it's a must-play for so many reasons, but um, it is one of those Metroidvania games that I never 100%ed. Mm-hmm. Like I played it, I beat it, but like I that guy ninety five. Yeah, that game you you it's so weird. You can totally go in such a different order to get things that like I'm playing through it and I'm like, huh, I definitely never got this uh, this weapon, mm-hmm. or I definitely got this item way earlier the last time I played through, but I got it later this time. And and, and this playthrough, I've been really kind of paying attention to the map and really teaching myself kind of prepping for a potential speed run of it of what the pathing I think would work best for me to get to endgame. Well, anyways, I'm playing through it and I'm getting to parts I don't remember, which is and I, again, I haven't played the game in as far as a complete playthrough in quite a while um, since the PS when it launched on the PS4 years ago. Yeah. So, and I've played it on like the Vita, I've played on the Switch, but I just never sat down and actually said, I'm going to do it. You own a PC copy. I own a PC copy. A collector's too. edition yeah. PC copy that you yeah. came across. And so, like, I never sat down and played another, like, another full playthrough. Well, you got me going, 
and because I, I had the Vita out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that you um that that you weren't here last week. I, I explained this, and I'm not sure if you heard that part of it on the show yet, but um, I played it on the Vita right because we were at work. Yeah. And I was going through, going through, and I got to a point. And I grabbed my Switch for some reason, and I decided to fire up Axiom Verge on the Switch. And I kid you not, I was in the same room. That's crazy. That's where my file save like ended whenever Axiom Verge came out on the Switch. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well. And I think what it was is my battery got low on the Vita. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll just start a fresh file on the Switch. And then... I was like, well, I'll see where this file's at. And it literally was the same room. And I'm like, cool, I know exactly where I'm at. And I just picked up and kept going. So I've been playing on the Switch since then. And you let me down. I thought you were going to stick with the Vita this yeah. time. No, I'm on the Switch now. Um, and play, you know, just I'm enjoying it thoroughly. I'm pretty, pretty far in at this point. I think I'll have it be here in another, like, probably one or two sessions of, of playing. And um, I really, at this point, am. Like I'm kind of getting to that point of like where I was with Cave Story and uh, Blaster Master Zero, mm-hmm. where I'm already like, okay, when I finish this, I'm literally gonna hit that speed run button and I'm gonna tr- and I'm gonna try, yeah, because I don't want like I'm not taking notes. A lot of this is mental, but I'm making mental notes on what I want to do in the map, so I want to train, start training of my pathing. So like this this might actually happen where I actually start to play multiple back-to-back playthroughs of Axiom Verge. And I want to do like a just fast run, like fastest I can get through by skipping items, and then maybe like a, a complete, you know, 100% type uh, type run as well. So, but it's cool because, again, my, fir- my only time that I beat the game, like I said, I didn't have all the weapons. So... I'm f- I found a couple weapons that I that I've never used before. Yeah. So it feels so it's kind of cool to me that there's these aspects of this game that I have never experienced actually yet. And and so uh what, what was it? The um Oh god. The electric beam that like it's just it's just a beam. It's just like a grappling beam. You just hold it down and like this like line comes out and yes, then it just like yes. locks on to people. Yeah, it's super OP. Yeah. I think that was one of the last ones I got. Yeah, that was a really that was a weapon I don't remember. I was shocked when I got to the end of the game and saw I was like, oh, I was only ninety five percent. Like I was close, and then like I don't know, I was watching some online, someone playing. I was like, wait a second, like I didn't have like those three guns. Like what yeah. the hell? Like yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot more to that there's game a than you lot. know. And so and and you being ninety five percent, I mean, the tough part of that game is that like it was probably some of those logs and stuff that are like super hidden. Yeah. Or like the glitch worlds that you'll find that are like super weird. Because I only found one of those. I don't oh, know if there's more so, than one. Yeah, of those. I've I found malt I that's the other thing. I found a a, a third one, second or third one that Man, was the like glitch world is so cool. The yeah. first time I went in, I was like I like thought there was something wrong with my system. I was like, <laughs> Oh, this is cool. Like yeah. that was a that was like a geek out moment over that game for me. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and that that's that's my gaming moment. What do you got? Now, I, as I mentioned uh, two weeks ago when I was here, am also playing a Metroidvania game. I am playing the Vania game. I am playing yeah. Sy- Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's a game I'd mentioned I, I've bought multiple times now. But because I own a PlayStation Vita and I like playing Metroidvania games handheld because that's the best way to play them, wherever you are, just pick it up and explore a map. Uh, 
I, I've been playing it. And, you know, when I, I was on family vacation with uh, with my wife's family last week, that's why I wasn't here on the show. And uh, she is the proud owner of the Nintendo Switch. I haven't touched it in months. <laughs> she is 80 hours into Stardew Valley, so I'll probably never play Switch again. So Until right. you get a new Switch. Until I get a new Switch. Um, but when we were on family vacation, you know, I'm in a house with a dozen other people. I need some downtime. The Vita was right there for me, firing it up and play, playing through Symphony of the Night and hanging out. Uh, I, I I beat the game at 68%, and I got done with the game and go, that's the end of this game? That sucked. Like, that is a, <laughs> what? So I, you know, I'm going to try not to spoil anything for anyone, but when you beat the game at 68%, the ending of the game blows. I do a little research and go, oh, there's like five, four endings of this game. Okay, okay. Then I did a 100% run. All right, that's a better ending but realistically, a 100% run of Castlevania Symphony of the Night is actually a 50% run. Yes. You can 200% the game. Yes. 200% is really the only way to actually beat this game. So I am probably a 115, 120% into the game right now. I'm go- I, I, this is not typical Dead It's I- not typical for me. And uh, what I know is, is this game is super celebrated around fans of the Metroidvania genre. Again, I've played Aria of Sorrow, Dawn of Sorrow, Harmony of Distance. I've I put some time into other uh, Metroidvania, Castlevania games for the Game Boy Advance and for the DS and really liked them. This one has grabbed me in a way that the other ones didn't. This one, the skill level is not as hard. Like Dawn of Sorrow, to me, was a brutal game. So to, to me, this fits really well into my skill level. And um, there's some points of the game where it's so mysterious and so almost convoluted. Like there's points of it where like not enough information is given where I looked up a little bit online to help. But once all that clicks and you see the way that was designed, you're like, that was really cool. That's what I had to do to get past this part. And I, I see why this game is so celebrated and special to everyone. And I'm, I'm going for that 200%. I really want it. And uh, I'm really liking the game. Good, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. I, I mean, can... it's it's like it's like a 20 year old game now. It's not new, but playing it on the Vita feels great, and yeah. uh, I'm having a blast with it. Awesome. Well, good luck on that, and we want uh, we'll, we'll want updates as as we go here. So, because once you achieve that, it'll probably be your uh, crowning achievement of gaming. I think it might be. If I 200% Symphony of the Night. I, I don't think I've ever 100%ed a video game. I don't think I, because I'm always like, ah, I got 95, yeah. I got 85, like whatever. But like when I finished this game at 68%, I was like, well, what the hell was that? Like, that can't be the end of this game. Now <laughs> I'm like, oh, now I want it. It, may, it. But like, all I could think about is if I were a child playing this, at, you know, 20 years ago and I got to the end of the game, I'm like, oh, that, that kind of sucked. And I probably would have like never played it again. Like, yeah. how did kids twenty years ago know that you had to do all this other stupid Strategy stuff? Guides. All yeah, all this other dumb stuff to prima, actually prima get my guides. Yeah, man, but it's great. It's a great game. Um, game genie. No, <laughs> was there a game shark or a? There was something. Yeah, for the original PlayStation, what was it? What were those action replay? Action that that replay, might have been yeah. where action replay came in. Yeah, in the yep. memory card slot. All right. Well, that's good. These are those are a couple of really good gaming moments. We want to hear your gaming moments and you talk about them in the Discord. So gameslamedia.com, 
click on that Discord button right on the homepage and come hang out with us. Let us know what you're gaming or team up with people like us uh, to play other video games. So if you're a League of Legends fan, you're looking for people to play with. We're on almost every night right now. If you not we don't don't think I'm on. Oh yeah, no, he's not on. But if you want to play like you know um, Roller Coaster Tycoon or something like that, then uh, that ice your guy. There is a co-op. Online, like non official version of Roller Coaster Tycoon, that the there glitch and I have talked about playing together. There you go. It's all possible. Gameslemedia.com. Click on that Discord button. But we got some other shows. Why don't you tell them about our shows, Dead I Let me tell you, of course, uh, if, if you liked me talking about Symphony of the Night, then you need to listen to the Legend of Retro podcast. That's our classic gaming podcast where they talk about games that came out 20 years ago, tell you secrets you didn't know about them, reminisce about the memories, and talk about the music of the game. It's the Legend of Retro podcast. Of course, Noobs and Dragons. Yep. Big episode last week. Yeah, big episode. That's the end of season one, right? Yeah, it was a little, it was, it was a little, uh, a little, uh, a little bit sad. There, mm-hmm. there was some, there were a lot of people that congratulated Craig WK in the Discord. A lot of people that you know had some tear emojis going on. Um, but it, it, uh, it was a good moment. It, was it eighty? Was it eighty episodes? Eighty nine episodes. An eighty nine week journey yeah. through uh, with with. Dungeon and Dragon players that are learning the game, going from actual noobs to people that have played uh, D and D for just shy of two years. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So. Yeah, it was um, it was a journey, and it is. It's funny to like go listen to like the first couple episodes and see how we had no clue what we were doing to the end, where you know even in some of the behind the DM screens on Patreon.com, uh, Craig WK goes on and say how. We surprised him in different ways, you know, yeah. as as we got to learn the game and started to think more, uh, you know, on our own. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was a good time. And season two of Noobs and Dragons is is coming your way, so make sure you head over to gamesofthemedia.com and there's a blog that's a little bit of a preview as well as some Patreon exclusive content about previewing season two and what to expect for fans of Noobs and Dragons. Of course, Last Action Podcast, uh, our action movie podcast. Uh, who doesn't love action movies, right? Yeah, they just did Dick Tracy, didn't they? They did Dick yeah. Tracy. Yeah, so they that's a that's a great show. Uh, yeah. If you're if you're a fan of a lot of these old action movies and you want to learn stuff that you never knew, this is the show to tune in. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, just teased it in the live stream uh, earlier. I'm going to record an episode with them. It's not going to air for a little while, but make sure you subscribe to uh, Last Action Podcast because you'll like. You'll like what I'm bringing to the table. And, of course, a big part of my family vacation that I spent all week with my in-laws, uh, they put me in a room that had a cable box that had on-demand Simpsons. Every episode <laughs> was available for me on demand. So I spent every night watching three episodes of The Simpsons at, like, 1 in the morning before I, I went to bed. It was the best part of vacation. And, of course, we have a podcast for that, The Noise Land Arcade, another great show put together by Craig WK. And uh, they take you episode by episode through The Simpsons one at a time. It's great. Yeah, cool. And like I said earlier in the show, we have our YouTube channels. We have our blog and the Discord where you can come talk with us and hang out uh, and capture all that content. You can find it all on GameZillaMedia.com. And, of course, our streamers. So if you want to watch some of us playing games, hang out with us, uh, you have people like Matrix on Stage, uh, Craig WK, Grim the Dino, Owl Zero, Player One Miggy, Spidey2KX. There's a bunch of us. So make sure you swing by the streamers tab on gameslowmedia.com. You can find all of our links there. And again, if you join the Discord, 
each streamer has their own unique channel. So you can actually talk directly to the streamer, find out when they go live, you know, and, and talk about uh, things after the stream if you want, um, all right on the Discord. So that's all I have. Uh, any other updates? Anything else going on? We got PAX South coming up, or sorry, PAX West coming up here soon. Yeah, you're we'll doing that at the end of the month? Yeah, so next weekend we'll be uh, in downtown Detroit for the League of Legends champion, Summer Championship. So very excited to go to that. And um, Cloud9, my team, will be uh, will be there. And we don't know exactly seating yet. Uh, we still got one more weekend to figure that out. But um, that'll be exciting. And then we head off to PAX West. But before all of that, we have our annual Nerd Barbecue. Yeah, yeah. So if you're local or even if you want to do a little bit of traveling, uh, you know, we have uh, August 17th is going to be the Nerd Barbecue uh, here in Michigan. So if uh, if you for some reason need details, if you weren't on Facebook and invited, if you are thinking about traveling, you know, reach out to reach out to me, reach out to somebody uh, in the Discord. We'll get in the uh, the DMs and we will uh, we'll figure things out for you. Cool. All right. Well, that's been episode two seventy three of the Games Little Podcast. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on. Listen to the Patreon pre-show for our review of Burger King Tacos. I have to go use the bathroom now. Patreon.com slash Games Media.